Welcome to episode 14 of the podcast. You're listening to the Now What Podcast, a podcast for women healing from loss that will provide you with practical ways to overcome challenges you are facing as you navigate the aftermath of loss. If you're ready to get unstuck and move forward with confidence on your journey, then this is the podcast for you. It is possible to start loving the life you're living after loss, and here is your guide, host, certified life coach, and widowed mom, Erin Hinty. Joining me on today's episode, I brought back one of my very special monthly guest hosts. She's founder of Moms in Meditation, author of The Four Relationships, and fellow widowed mom, Corinne S. Hawkins. If you haven't picked up her book yet, be sure to click the link in the show notes after today's episode. On today's episode, we'll be talking about it's okay if you don't know what to do next. And so, Corinne, thank you so much for joining me for this topic today. Thank you, Erin, for having me back. I'm really excited to jump into it and see what we can chat about. Yeah. So what do we do next? Do we have to know? Is it important? Is it not? Is it okay? What Do we innately know what to do? I think these are all the things that came to my mind in the early days of widowhood. And so I'm excited to be able to, for us each to share our unique perspectives today. What do we do now? That's the point of the podcast, right? Now what? And I think intuitively we know what we need to do, but we don't give ourselves enough credit for. So why don't you just take a moment to share your perspective and some of the things that you wanted to start talking about today on this episode? Yeah. So it's interesting because as you're starting to talk about not knowing what to do and what to do next, I have this physical response of like feeling sick to my stomach of just putting it out there. It feels like so much pressure to have to know what to do. Although I would say that in life, life just keeps moving forward. You, you know, even when you don't know what to do, you're taking one foot in front of the other and you just keep moving forward. So hopefully that movement, when we have it, even when we don't know what to do, our moving forward can help soften that kind of gut wrenching sensation of how do I figure this out? Because sometimes it's not about figuring it out, but just living through it. Death happens in a moment, but the open-ended pieces that we are left with continue to ripple through our life. And it just simply takes time to experience what is coming down the pipes for us to experience the moment that we're in. When my husband passed, COVID was just making the scene. It had just closed down everything. And so we were actually um, strangely gifted with this open space of the kids weren't didn't have to go to school. That wasn't a decision I had to make. I was working from home then at the time and had less of a workload. Just even the day-to-day things of going out and getting groceries just we didn't have to keep functioning in that way. And so that was a unique experience to have death come at that time where the whole world stopped. But I think that's very true to say that when you lose your significant other, your spouse, whoever you lose that's close to you, the world does kind of stop. And 
one thing that I reflect on from our experience is how necessary it was to let our families slow down, pause, stop doing the normal rush around hubbub, because in that space, we were able to be together. And that's what we really needed to be focusing on. So let's stop right there because I love it, which goes back to us giving ourselves permission, I think, as we start this episode today, because I'm sure you're not the only one who had that physical gut-wrenching thought thinking about they have to have all the things figured out. The good news is, is that's, that's a thought. That's a thought that you have that we can start to change because the truth is, is, you know, you don't have to know what to do. You don't have to know. I, I just think back, even just thinking the thought for myself that it's okay to just be present. It's okay to just be here right now. It's okay to like go for the walk or, you know, rest or, and you, you kind of touched on that a little bit, but having these thoughts that like align with how we want to feel, maybe you just want to have a sense of confidence that, okay, you, even if you don't know what's next, that you know, that things, things will work out in the way that you need them to. And how do you know that? because you're just taking the next step. In the early days, we tend to start thinking about the future and we don't have a clear picture of what that looks like because our lives are just shattered. And so the more we can stay present and really be aware of just what we need right now is foundational, I think, as we step forward, you know, in our grief. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, what is there something that comes to mind for you? What was the time where you didn't know what to do in the wake of Andy's loss? And how did you kind of put the pieces together or come through it? What did you do for yourself during that time of not knowing what to do? Yeah, so I have a unique, like everybody's background and experiences. And I feel like I was prepared, uh, prepared for unexpected things to happen in some way. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. So I have a very analytical brain in the way that I process, process through the early days and how I like took my mind off the grief for just a moment was to go into this list mode. Okay. What are all the things that I have control over right now? And so knowing then what I had control over the paperwork, texting a friend to say, Hey, my, you know, can you, can you come over all the things? you know, taking my kids out to eat, going for a walk, all the things. If I think about kind of all my areas of my life, I kind of just looked at what I had the ability to control because I no longer knew if like those external things that had supported me once before would be there. What can I do? And that really gave me a sense of control in the early days of my, my grief. And I kind of went into process mode and I'm okay. What what, what do I, what can I do now? Okay. Well, I have, I have paperwork that needs to be filled out. I have to make sure bills get paid. I need to make sure my kids are fed the survival mode type of things. So I think instinctually as humans, when we go into survival mode, we know what we need. I was just talking to a client about this yesterday. Sometimes we just need to rest. 
and giving ourselves permission to just go lay down and take a nap because you're mentally exhausted and you can't do anything else. You physically can't do anything else. Maybe you didn't know what else to do anyways. And that that's okay. Like your body will tell you what you need. And then other times it's, I had to escape my environment. So I just want to go for a walk. And I started or ride my bike. And I started riding my bike around town. I remember the day after Andy died and all of a sudden I got a call from my doctor's office and because I, I didn't know what to do because I was having all these physical, I had extreme anxiety, almost like I was having a panic attack because many know my story, but if you don't, my husband died suddenly in a work accident. And from that, I hadn't taken time to, pro- the first day was just like, I didn't know what had happened. My body had physically taken on all the emotions without me actually comprehending what was happening. And so I called the doctor and I was like, hey, give me a call back when you can get me in or whatever. And so they called me when I was on this bike ride the next day. And the place is just six blocks from my house, the doctor's office. And I was there within 30 seconds. I knew I needed that before I needed it. And they called me at exactly the right time. And I went there. And no, you know, long term, I didn't know if I wanted to be on medication long term. And I didn't know how things were going to change it for me in the future. But what I knew in that moment is like the pain was so unbearable. And I didn't know what was happening with my body that I needed to make sure that I was physically okay, not only for myself, but also for my kids, because I didn't want it to create, um, you know, something to happen to me amidst everything else. And that I did know that I knew with absolute certainty. So are there things for you in those early days that you just sort of knew, um, you know, instinctually while being in that survival mode? Well, first of all, whoa, like that (laughs) is a lot, girl. And I'm glad that you got the call from your doctor and whatnot. I love that you kind of pointed out two different ways to go about not knowing what to do is using structure as in creating your list of things you have control over, things you can do or being more unstructured and doing those things that you just are intuitively guided to do. Take a nap, go for a bike ride, whatever it is. Those are really great tips. When I think about something in my life that I wasn't sure what to do with next after Corey passed, I guess I would say sometimes knowing what not to do helps when you aren't sure what to do with yourself. Because five months in, I was very certain that I did not want to be in the career that I was in. I kind of tested out the waters. So I was an energy therapist at the time. And then due to COVID, was seeing just a couple clients doing telehealth. And that was manageable because I knew them. I knew their background. I had history with them. I already was helping them in their situation. But it became overwhelming for me to think that if I took on a new client, I would have a new, you know, somebody else's emotion to for me to process, somebody else's life story for me to process. That was, I had a block there at that time. I just wasn't emotionally available to do that. And so ethically, it became very clear that I could not serve clientele anymore. And I, I did have a couple of friends come in and kind of, checked myself, like, how was my energy even flowing? And it just wasn't like I was just wrecked. So even though I didn't have a clear picture of what to do next, I had glimmers. So I let that 
branch of my business go. I had previously actually applied to get into dental assisting school, but did not get in. So I was trying to decide, do I find new employment now? Do I reapply for dental assisting school? What does my family need? What do we need financially? What what am I capable of at this time? Because I'm just still wrecked. And I decided to give myself the space to apply for dental assisting school and wait the month and a half to see if I got accepted. And in that time, I told myself, so if I don't get accepted, then I'll start looking for a job. If I do, then that is my answer. But in that time of having that open space open up where I wasn't seeing clients and I wasn't in school yet, it opened up time for me to start to write my book, The Four Relationships, Seeking Connection in a World of Disconnect. And that is something that I don't know if I would have consciously chose to do if I was busy doing anything else. So my experience is sometimes when we know what not to do and we're unsure about what to do, sometimes by just knowing that you don't want to go down that path or you don't want to do that right now or that doesn't feel like it fits for you anymore, then removing those pieces helps to open up the space for something new that is very much so the thing that fits for you right now to come into being. So take comfort in that. I would tell you as the listener, take comfort in knowing that even though you don't know what to do next or time will come when you again don't know what to do next, that it all there's purpose and plan, even when we don't feel it. Oh, I like that. There's purpose and plan, even though, in, even when we don't feel it, you, you mentioned a couple of things that yes, are extraordinarily important is giving yourself space. It is so important. I know many, many people, they, and, and I will admit to this, right. We're all learning in this journey. Um, but even going through the initial loss of, of Andy, I, I did give myself some pockets of space. So I'll give myself credit for that. But when the kids went back to school, I like went back, not full time. I tried, it didn't work, but we came up with a plan that did. I went back into my, my corporate career because I found peace in that. I, there was consistency there. There was a routine. There was me being able to take six hours out of my day and not think about anything else, but my job. But then I start feeling the mental shift where like almost like a natural progression, like a role shift throughout the day. And I was starting to like think about my kids and then what they needed to get to and and those types of things. But I, I love that I'm creating that space for ourselves, whatever that looks like is so extraordinarily important because I still didn't take the all the emotional space that I needed to be able to really process what the magnitude of what I needed for myself in those moments. And so I think it's less, I think the, one of the things that has come across really clear today, it's like, it's okay if you don't know what to do next, right? Absolutely. But you know what to do right now. You know, you know what to go drink a cup of water, go take a walk, take a nap, play with your kids, you know, call a friend and just really tuning in to yourself. Self-awareness is not when you're in that state of shock is not something that you're even aware that you have, but you do because like we said in the beginning, instinctually, when you go into survival mode, 
you know, at some point you need to eat, even if you're not hungry, like eventually you need fuel to be able to keep going or you get thirsty or you get tired or you get, and, and just keep paying attention to that because that's the foundational pieces that you will need to continue to have in place. Even when you're starting to step forward, when you're starting to look at the next day or the next week or the next month, the next hour, you know, like you will start to see those next pieces that you can put into place, but what you can't hide or neglect is those things that you need most in the early days because those are foundational and key. And the second thing you said that I really, really loved is the time, space and time. You know, it's easy to just go, 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 and time will get away from us. And then we'll say, oh, but I had all these things to do. So it's so important if you could do one thing for yourself next is to carve out intentional time that fits into your schedule to be able to create that space for yourself. Because it's so easy for all of a sudden, I don't know if you've gone through these moments where all of a sudden the week flies by and you're like, what happened? But then you can look back and say, oh, I know what happened. Like every morning I woke up and journaled and I, you know, went and worked out with a friend a couple times this week and I did this and I did that. And why? Because you were intentional about how you created that space for yourself as you move forward. So um, anything else you'd like to add to that? Oh, beautifully said. And what just kind of rings through everything that you've just encapsulated is trust yourself. Yes. Space, time, and trust. And you even said, take comfort in, in that. Like take comfort in knowing that you, you know, you know what you need. And while everything is different as you step forward, nothing, well, nothing is the same. There are certain things that over time, which we'll talk about in future episodes, that you can really start to do to explore, you know, what is next for you. But you don't have to know that right now. If you're in a place where you're feeling lost and overwhelmed and unsure of what to do next, that is okay. That it, it, it's okay because we're as humans, we're constantly seeking. We're supposed to know what to do next, or we think we should know what we need to do next, or the world is telling us what to do next. And it's not about that. So any, any final words you'd like to share with our listeners today, Corinne, as you think about your journey where you've been and how your family has continued along this journey over time. Yeah, I would just like to encourage that the okayness will come in knowing what to do and that you also get to look forward and having peace and looking back and being in awe of yourself at the troubled and terrible time that you went through and how you came through it with such strength and grace and, and wisdom everything that you've drawn from the experience that you're moving forward. And right now there is service to yourself and moving through it. So keep going. You're doing amazing. And there is okayness up ahead. What a beautiful message of hope and encouragement today. Thank you so much for being here today, Corinne. I always look forward to our conversations together and seeing what's even kind of next for you on your journey, which we will continue to talk about in future episodes. Corinne will be back next month and we'll be talking about more things that will support you along 
your journey. I I know that many of you may be feeling lost or overwhelmed or unsure of what to do next. And if so, I can completely relate, which is why I decided to start this podcast this year. Um, After the loss of my husband, Andy, I truly wish I had had the same. It was the next steps that I chose to take and the framework I followed on my personal journey that allowed me to lay the foundation for what was to come next. So in the future episodes, keep tuning in. For those of you who would like to learn more about Corinne and the work she does, you can visit www.corinne.com. It's in the show notes below. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a review so you can catch future episodes with Corinne and other special guests as we navigate now what? in the aftermath of loss. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to show up for yourselves today. Next week in our monthly Widow Talk episode, we will be hearing from another widow and her story, her journey, and how she's personally navigated life after loss and some words of wisdom she'll give others on a similar journey. Have a beautiful day. If you've enjoyed today's podcast and want to design a life you truly love after loss, I invite you to join my Becoming You coaching program. It's a program for women healing from loss where I can personally help you get unstuck and moving forward with confidence. If you're asking yourself, what do I do now? Don't wait another minute to get started and go to www.erinhinty.com linked in the show notes below and schedule your free 30-minute breakthrough session today. I look forward to uncovering what's next for you on your journey.